show is a part of the Versus the Universe Network. For more information on Versus the Universe, go to versustheuniverse.com. That's vstheuniverse.com. You got your headphones on? Good. Now let's get on with the show. and good afternoon hey everyone welcome to digital dumpster diving where we dig through digital games and movies trying to find something worth our time and maybe yours will we find trash or treasure i'm matt peters and with me is dave martin dave how goes it this evening it's going pretty well now how are you sir you know, I'm cautiously optimistic about this dubious internet connection, and we're going to play it by ear. So we're doing all right for now, sir. Uh, I, I am slightly sad to say that uh, we are not doing the movie we had thought we were going to be doing. Um, the 5,000 Fingers of Dr. T, I believe it was titled. Um I am still excited to hopefully potentially bring that movie, but apparently it was a paid movie. Yeah, I think that at the time it was recommended to us, it might have been part of the Prime service. But yeah, when when we finally got to it, unfortunately, it was uh, behind the paywall. And of course, our listeners know, all two of you, know that that violates (laughs) the spirit of digital dumpster diving. So we called an audible. Um, I hope everybody got the message. If you, oh, this is a good time to plug the Facebook and Twitter. We went out on social media to let you guys know that we were going to be watching the 2015 movie available on Netflix, Circles. Or Circle, sorry. There's only one circle. <laughs> Although there were many smaller circles. There were. It was it was a circle made of smaller circles. But, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. That's on the movie poster, so that's not a spoiler. Don't worry about that. <laughs> So, you ruined the plot twist. Oh, no. <laughs> so before we get started, of course, we have to give a shout out to our, our wonderful uh, network host versus the universe. And if you haven't checked out the Patreon yet, you owe it to yourself to do so. There's always great stuff being given out to those who uh, donate through Patreon. Uh, for those who are just casual listeners that want to see what we're all about want to see what the versus the universe network is all about what the geek show is all about go to that patreon check it out tell them we sent you please tell them we sent you because they need to know that folks are paying attention yeah you know and and if there's specific rewards you want from us let uh, let us know as well i mean we could do behind the scenes content uh maybe early access to our dunk tank footage (laughs) I, i don't know but there could be things and stuff that's right dave there's a lot of stuff that we actually cut out of each episode because we try to keep it concise but dave and i being what good friends we are we do like to talk a lot so there's a lot of stuff that you folks unfortunately do not get to hear so or maybe fortunately do not get to hear (laughs) there's also that (laughs) there's some blackmail material on there too so (laughs) tip into that patreon if you want to you know uh hijack bemo or something like that i'll never give him up but the idea (laughs) So that being said, there is a little something else I want to give a shout out to if I could do that, Dave, with your permission. Um, I actually posted something near and dear to my heart on MightyInc.net. I don't get a chance to really plug Mighty Inc. so much these days, but 
I put a, uh, a retrospective out about the Core Demo charity event. And it's really just an excuse for me to tell people what Core Demo was all about. We raised uh, a good chunk of cash for the American Cancer Society. Uh, my friends and myself, it is a love letter to them. It's a love letter to my mom, who the event was dedicated to. And it, it, it was just a, a good excuse for me to cry at my keyboard while I type this out. So <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a long read, but you know, if you're getting a tattoo or something like that, you know, bring your phone with you and go to mightying.net and check that out. I, I think you won't be disappointed. It's, uh, it's, it's quite a tale. There's a lot of stuff. Well, and yeah. both of us have a propensity to post a lot of things and say a lot of things and put a lot of content out there. But this is one of those things where, you know, I don't want to downgrade the other things that we do, but this is one of those things where I will say, you know, if you're going to only read or listen to or look at one thing in the near future, this is what you want to read. Oh, wow. That's, that's high praise, Dave. I appreciate that, man. So enough of the sappy stuff. Let's get into the dumpster. <laughs> Let's Indeed. talk about Circle. So, Dave, tell us about Circle. Well, I'm going to start by saying, you know, sometimes you feel good coming out of the dumpster, and uh, this may be one of them. Uh-oh. So I had not heard of this before, but Circle uh, is a movie available on Netflix. In a massive, mysterious chamber, 50 strangers awaken to find themselves trapped with no memory of how they got there. Organized in an inward-facing circle and unable to move, they quickly learn that every two minutes, one of them is going to be executed by a strange device in the center of the room. Soon they realize that as a group, they have the power to decide who will be the next to be killed by vote. But how can they choose who deserves to die and who will live? Do they... End dramatic voice. Do they roll dice? Is, are there dice involved? Maybe there could be dice involved. Maybe. This is the spoiler-free portion of the show, so we can't really give that away. And I'm asking questions like I didn't watch it, but hey, that's fine. <laughs> so, Circle, what did you think of it, man? So, like I said, I hadn't heard of this before, and this was a recommendation from your fantastic wife. Yes. And if you have not yet, thank her, because, well, I mean, I appreciate any of the recommendations we get. But this is one that I really liked. Um, I like old school sci-fi. My wife and I watched this together. Actually, no, we didn't. It was something else we recently watched together. We finally got around to watching I'm Rambling. Um, that was almost a charming story for a moment. <laughs> uh, my wife and I recently finally got around to watching 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, yeah. Which... You know, it has kind of one of those old school sci-fi feels, um, kind of like you know the outer, the old outer limits, or Twilight Zone, or something like that, expanded into a full movie. And we were talking about how a lot of times anymore, nerds kind of rule the world in terms of movies, TV. But it's no offense to anyone, and it's still good stuff. But it's kind of nerd light. And what I mean by that, if you look at the old Star Trek series and the new Star Trek movies, it's a very different type of thing. And I enjoy the new Star Trek movies, but it's just kind of nerd light. And when watching Circle, it, it kind of just took some of those like old sci-fi short stories that you get from Ray Bradbury and pulled it into a full-blown movie that I really, really enjoyed. Wow. 
that's this is a first ladies and gentlemen you genuinely enjoyed a film that was selected for the show that's incredible (laughs) but i will have to say that a lot of times when i go back and edit these episodes i'm thinking i rated that pretty harshly it really was better (laughs) but this one like even watching the movie i knew this is just really good i like this um there was some language there but aside from that you know there was there's nothing that bothered but but it was just well done it was for a movie I'd never heard of that's clearly on a low budget from actors that you may or may not have ever seen before, I really liked it. Yeah. Speaking of language, I got to give a shout out to uh, Daniel Lynch, who followed us on Twitter when he found out that we were going to be discussing Circle on tonight's episode. Uh, he was one of the actors uh, portrayed in the movie. And of course, when we get to our, our spoiler portion, we can uh reveal a little bit more about the role that he played in the film but he was definitely memorable i'll say that he absolutely was, uh, <laughs> he's a good actor because i really don't like him and i have to realize that this man is not the character that he portrayed in the film by any means <laughs> <laughs> yes that character probably would not have followed our show unless it was just to mock and never mind i'm not gonna go there yet no no not yet not yet not yet so, first of all, um, I, I, I do also thank my lovely wife. I thank her every day. Get your mind out of the gutter, listeners. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do sincerely appreciate uh, the, the suggestion here because she, she knows the torment and the suffering that we go through with movies like C for Zachariah. And she wanted to give us a win for once. So thank you, Dolores, (laughs) (laughs) for giving us that win we so desperately needed. I enjoyed this movie. I enjoy thrillers that are captivating and keep you on the edge of your seat for the entire film. This is definitely one of those movies. The cast, as you mentioned, is full of unknowns, but they were, they were, very convincing at what they were putting out there. And I, I think the fact that they were unknowns actually added to the authenticity of the the moments that they were trying to convey. If these were actors that I recognized from NCIS or something like that, or Chicago PD, it would have completely taken me out of the moment. But I got lost in this. I got lost in this in, in two different ways. Not only the overarching storyline, which you mentioned, uh, them being... Uh, held captive by this unknown power but just the the interplay between the characters as as they were discussing uh how to make their next move it really just engrossed me uh and i forgot how long this movie was it felt (laughs) like it was a half an hour and when it was over i wasn't ready for it to be over i wanted to know more about this world and how they were going to move on uh but i feel like i say that for everything like every movie just kind of just like cut that's it That being said, this is most definitely my favorite movie that we've watched thus far. And I think it's going to take a lot for the next one to to knock this out. Because, yeah, Netflix put some good stuff out there. They put out so much content now, it's difficult to keep track of every Netflix original that's going out there. Or even every Netflix project that they are co-producing with another company and getting the exclusive streaming rights to. But... Yeah, this this was a good call by them. Definitely a good call. 
Well, and I think I, I think I know what rating you're going to give this. Uh, but as a reminder, our rating scale, uh, in the abbreviated version, uh, toxic sludge, hazardous, reusable, and treasure. And I'm going to jump straight in and say, that for me, this is treasure. Yeah, man. I'm going to second that notion. And this is the first ever double treasure rating for digital dumpster diving. So, circle. Congratulations, Netflix! Congratulations! Huzzah! Yes, yes, yeah. I'm sorry, Daniel Lynn's Congratulations! It's an historic event and historic day. Let's just go ahead and wrap up the spoiler-free segment here and dive right into the spoiler-heavy section of the show. As you mentioned, there was some language in here, and I can't guarantee that I'm not going to be repeating some of that. So, listener <laughs> discretion is advised. Let's move on. Bang the gong. So the the movie starts out, and it's kind of I, I meant I was mentioning earlier. It's a, it's a little bit like the beginning of uh, what was the movie we watched two episodes ago. Embers? It's so forgettable. Yes, embers. It's so forgettable. <laughs> yes. So you have the the introduction, and you're they're in this room. Um, a bunch of people are standing around, and they appear to be unconscious yet standing then a woman wakes up and hears some noises and then a guy wakes up and he starts to give the exposition to help explain what's going on and he's the first to die (laughs) that's right now you mentioned that it starts out in just a a single solitary room it it was reminiscent uh to me of the very first saw film i don't know if you if you took time to check that one out but just the fact that it's just contained in this one room, it's it's it adds to the dramatic effect of the whole experience because you assume there's going to be a lot of moving around and stuff. With a cast this large, you assume there's going to be some roaming around whatever vessel or or building they're in. But no, yeah, and they they that worked out really well for it. Um, all the drama was basically became interpersonal drama. As you know, there's there's a machine in the center of the room that emits noises, and basically has a countdown. And they figure out pretty quickly that it's counting out who lives and who dies. But it sets it up so they they don't have to waste time on on a lot of unnecessary action. It's all it's all contained in this one thing, and it it stays tense through the whole movie quite effectively. Yeah. Um. The, the entire premise actually reminds me of a film that I've seen commercials for uh, as well. I haven't had a chance to check it out at the theater yet, but just based on the ad campaign, uh, there's a movie coming out called The Belko Experiment. Have you heard of this one? Uh, the name sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't know anything about it. So it's a, it's a movie where uh, these workers are trapped in an office building. It almost looks like office space from the onset, but it quickly turns into a, a thriller where this building goes on lockdown. All the doors and windows are completely locked and the uh, inhabitants of the building have to kill one another. And the person that kills the most gets to go free. So it kind of reminded me of that in a way, but it's a little different as it's, it's, it's more intense as these people are stuck in one spot and have to stare each other in the eye as they take one another down it's it's so weird you know and and the sociologist sociologist in me was a little bit intrigued too because 
a lot of I mean the acting was generally very convincing, but you see even with individual characters quite a shift as you know, once they realize what's going on, obviously they all want to live. Right. But they realize that they can't all live. And so you see the we all put up facades. We all try to be decent human beings and have people like us and and go with the flow, but in this in this room, that's all gone. Yeah. It's yeah. basically everyone wants to live, but what do you have to do to survive? And is that coming at too high of a cost? Um and so you see some of these people as as panic sets in that facade that we all put on of being civilized, well-behaved, kind, thoughtful, unprejudiced people, that disappears for a lot of these characters pretty quickly. And I thought that was really interesting how they did it in here. You're right. It really shines a light on how innocence does not matter in cases of life and death like this. It's it's a a pretty good commentary on how people from various levels of society judge one another when they're when they're trapped when they're just knocked down to their base level like uh our our, our new friend uh <laughs> who followed us on twitter he played they that's the other part of this the characters really didn't reveal their names to one another a lot of them in the captions uh as i watch with the captions they're just referred to as for instance the soldier or the atheist or the the rich man. So Daniel Lynch was the rich man. So he believed that he deserved to live because he had power over money. He had the ability to make people's dreams come true or something like that. That's what he said. And he thought that gave him the right or more than anyone else in that room to live because he could help people outside of that room. So that's just the, the short-sightedness involved there. I mean, at the very root of it all, nobody really wants to give up their life, but some people were more willing to sacrifice themselves. There were some altruistic people in this room who knew that they didn't really have uh, a reason to live over anybody else. There, there was the one case, as a matter of fact, of the, the young man who basically gave up in the middle of the game or whatever it was, uh, whatever you want to call it. He gave up and just said, look, just take me out. I'm fine. Whatever. Um, and I, th I thought that was kind of sad. Like that kind of struck me because he didn't really, not that he was not cocky enough to value his own life or he, he took enough pride in himself, but just that he, in that room of people specifically thought that he was less than that was kind of sad. Well, and I, I like though, how, when, when he said he was going to do that, there was another man who stepped in and said, no, no, I'll go. Um, and volunteered himself first so the kid wouldn't have to. But it's a weird situation because it's not that simple. And I liked how the movie did it because it's not just about the life raft can only hold 10 people. There are 20 of us, 10 have to just jump off because it's it's only one person. They And they, they only even assume that one person gets to live. And it, since it's a vote system, it almost becomes, well, I'm willing to sacrifice myself, but if I sacrifice myself now, all the good people are going to be gone. If all right. the good people sacrifice themselves, then none of the good people are going to be here voting. And that adds a new layer of complexity to the situation because 
there are lots of people who appear willing to sacrifice themselves, but they want the right people to survive. And if they sacrifice themselves, they can no longer vote to make sure that happens. It seemed like the guy that you mentioned earlier in the show uh, who was trying to organize what was going on a little bit, who, who got killed right away. It seems like they revisited that concept at the end, but it turned out, unfortunately, that guy was not on the level and he was manipulating the entire experience or the entire experiment rather to tilt in his favor sorry yeah, that was that was really unexpected and on the one hand i hate that that you know that that's the guy but on the other hand it was so well done that i'm kind of glad they went that route it was it was unexpected and it was kind of it was almost satisfying to see that that happen yeah there were twists and turns all along the way um one thing that i thought wasn't executed particularly well just the uh the role of the uh the black man tensions tensions were already high it just felt a little forced it really just kind of felt like they tacked that in there just to add that level of tension unnecessarily i don't know it just it didn't feel authentic to me yeah, it, that part seemed a little bit forced, and then the immediate reaction to that um, by one of the other characters seemed a little bit too far as well. And that's kind of one of those things where I mentioned maybe, like, the situation might draw unrealistic behaviors out of people just because it is such an intense situation. Um, so some of the things, there were certain reactions which did seem like they swung too far. From several of the characters, that was definitely one of them. I kind of give him the benefit of the doubt because it's just a situation unlike almost any other we could even imagine. Right, right. And it's also important in this scenario to really consider that the directors, this was really their first time out. They, they did a couple of smaller projects before that. Aaron Hahn and Mario uh, Michonne. They they did a couple of uh, smaller things before this, but this is really their first larger scale movie, even with the limited budget that was involved. So that type of subject matter, I think they were just kind of reaching above their heads. I, I mean, I, I almost appreciate the fact that they tried. You know, it's it's the, done the, it's done better elsewhere. I'll say that. There's that phrase where you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. But sometimes, in certain situations, maybe it's better that you just don't take the shot. Right. <laughs> there was enough <laughs> drama here to really fuel the movie without that, I guess. But I don't want to harp on that for too long. Um, I I'd love to see what these guys do next. Don't get me wrong, folks. This is a good movie. It's just if you're looking for, to, for that type of subject matter to be explored uh, with care and in depth, you're not going to get it from this. <laughs> but you can say that about a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, even even the best of movies have their their flaws, but I yeah, this was just this was just really good sci-fi drama character driven, dialogue driven intensity. And you're right, it is that classic sci-fi type of vibe. It could have been an episode of Outer Limits. It would have fit right in there. It could have been uh, maybe not a Twilight Zone, 
but something along those lines. Definitely an Outer Limits, definitely a sci-fi um, original before they started going the route of, of Sharknado and those other Asylum films. <laughs> like, you know, just something that you watch on a Saturday afternoon. It's a little smarter, but it doesn't get the big budget that the other films get. So, Dave, that being said, um, I mean, was it was there anything in particular that you didn't quite like about the film? Um, well, I, again, this is just a personal thing. There were, there was a lot of language, but it was understandable. I mean, given the intensity of the situation, I imagine people would be throwing all sorts of colorful metaphors around. Yeah. Um, but like you mentioned, there was, there is the initial dialogue from, um, the young black man, uh, bringing race into it, which I think is, I mean, Given the situation, I think that makes sense, but just the way it was handled could have been much better. Yeah. Um, and I'm willing to be flexible with it, but like I mentioned before, there were some pretty big swings in some of the characters that happened quickly that seemed like they were just a little too far. For example, just the immediate reaction from the cop um, seemed just going a little bit too far that farther than a person normally would yeah a, a couple moments were a little bit too convenient i'll say yes. that like the cop and the and the uh the con that he was chasing and um well initially who we thought to be husband and wife that was pretty <laughs> on the nose <laughs> but that actually was a pretty good twist that we didn't see coming that was nice I didn't see it coming. I don't know if you saw yeah, it. No, no, I had I had absolutely no clue. Nice. And uh although I was kind of surprised that they they went where they did. I mean that that someone figured it out surprised me more than the, than anything. Like if if there was a weak point in that it was that someone figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier about the baby. <laughs> well, I don't know. Um I don't think we talked about the baby, actually. Uh, no, no, we didn't. So we have the pregnant woman. We have the variables of the pregnant woman and the little girl. Like, nobody wanted to sacrifice either one of them. <laughs> Except for, well, there, there, there did grow two factions. Those who didn't want to sacrifice them, and those who knew that they had to kill both of them so that they would have a chance of surviving. Right, right. Yeah, it was... Um, <laughs> it was almost kind of like too convenient but it, it did add to the drama a lot though because at one point both of them had the beams of light shining on them and you didn't know uh which one of them was gonna was gonna get it so yeah it, it did have a couple moments so yeah all in all good stuff man great film yeah it was well done um I I would happily see more movies, uh, even if it's not for review. If if people know of more movies like this, I you know this is this is my cup of meat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it reminds me of the as I've been seeing for the Belko experiment. I I want to go check that out now. Hopefully, it is as uh, well done as this film. It seems like it does have a little bit of a bigger budget. And it does have uh, it does have John McGinley in it, who is uh, you know of course uh, the doctor from Scrubs, and he's pretty hilarious. So uh, <laughs> I'll be checking that out for that alone. And uh, yeah, man, I, we don't have to recommend anything this week to cleanse the palate because this was this was treasure. This was good. 
Yeah, good times. That is all right. So, yes, props to those who made the movie. Props to D. And, yeah, props to you guys for listening to us ramble about this for so long. It's it's one of those movies that is entertaining, but it's difficult to talk about. Hopefully, we did a well enough job of explaining what was going on, and we entertained you as well. If you have any suggestions uh, for what you'd like us to discuss next, if you have anything that you would like to add about Circle, if you have something to recommend in lieu of Circle that you enjoyed more, or just to give us something to watch in our free time, feel free to tweet us at the3dcast on Twitter or email us at that email address that we have that escapes me. I'm cutting that part out. Digitaldumpsterdiving at gmail.com Thank you. (laughs) I thought you were the one who was supposed to be under the weather. (laughs) So, Dave, that's it for this week. Do you have anything you want to add before we go? Next episode, we will be reviewing something about things. Could be a movie, could be a game. I don't even know. Keep your eyes peeled on the social media, folks. We're going to let you know what we're checking out next time. And I guarantee you... It's going to be something to talk about. If not, we won't have a podcast. So let's not hope. Let's let's hope that doesn't happen. (laughs) So as always, I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Dave Martin. And we will see you at the movies. That's not ours. Um, Thanks for listening. Have a great evening. Cool. Rolling. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Hey everyone, welcome to Digital Dumpster Diving, where we dig through digital games and movies trying to find something worth our time and maybe yours. Will we find trash or treasure? I'm Matt Peters and with me is Dave Martin. How's life, Dave? Um, Dave's gone. Okay, we'll try that again. I missed about half of that. Holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) All right.